This is an encore presentation from Veritas Radio. Hi, I'm Mel Fabregas. We're repeating a classic program tonight so I can spend time with my family during this holiday week. And also to pay tribute to a friend we recently lost. That friend is Dolores Cannon. I had the privilege of interviewing and meeting Dolores a few times, and I know she will be sorely missed. But her wisdom will live on forever. And tonight, we get to revisit a classic interview with Dolores Cannon. The sky is now one star brighter. I wish all of you a happy Thanksgiving. And if you're not in the United States, I thank you as well. And in the spirit of giving during this holiday season, I would like to propose the following. I strongly believe when we work together, we can accomplish so much more. This holiday season, for every subscription you donate, I will match you. I will give away one subscription for every one you donate, no matter how many you donate. I know there are many people who wish to subscribe, but circumstances do not allow it. So this would be a great opportunity for you and I to work together this holiday season. Just go to our website, veritasradio.com, and click on subscribe. And find and click on the gift certificate link. We'll take it from there. And if you're a person in need of a subscription but cannot afford it, visit our website as well and contact us so we can add you to the list. We're doing the same on our sister radio program, Sanitas. This will be on a first-come, first-serve basis and only until December 31st, 2014. Thank you for your participation as we share with others the gift of truth. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas, where we uncover the truth, one guest at a time. For those who dare to seek, Veritas is the place where they shall find. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. I want to thank all our members. As always, you are keeping Veritas alive. Tonight, we grant the wish of so many people who have written in the past requesting tonight's special guest, Dolores Cannon. Past lives and the convoluted universe. This show will open your mind to fascinating possibilities. Dolores Cannon is a past life regressionist and hypnotherapist who specializes in the recovery and cataloging of lost knowledge. Dolores will be with us shortly. For updates and news, visit our website, our blog, and for more comprehensive analysis, visit our forum and interact with members around the world. And now, get ready to literally time travel, not only to people's past lives, but also future lives. Dolores Cannon has found the lost knowledge and was given the mission to inform. At almost 80 years old, Dolores is full of energy and continues to teach her own methods around the world. If you think past lives are nothing but someone's imagination, stop this audio now. If you want to review the evidence and get to the truth, don't go anywhere. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas.
hear right here on the very test show is supplied by the independent artists from jamendo.com if you hear a song you like go over to our homepage verytestshow.com click on the guest look up the song and download it you can even buy the group's cds in many cases right there at jamendo.com Hoagland, and you are listening to Veritas. Dolores Cannon is a past life regressionist and hypnotherapist who specializes in the recovery and cataloging of lost knowledge. Her roots in hypnosis go back to the 1960s. She has been specializing in past life therapy since 1979. Dolores has become perhaps the world's most unlikely expert on the prophecies of Nostradamus. A retired Navy wife from Huntsville, Arkansas, Dolores was nearly 50 years old when she began experimenting with hypnosis and past life regression. The results were, to say the least, quite spectacular. Working through several different subjects, Dolores was able to establish communication with the living Michel de Notre Dame, better known as the prophet Nostradamus. His revelations and their impact on our own time are both fascinating and at times frightening. Dolores has been a UFO investigator for over 25 years, using her skills as a regressionist to help people that have been involved in abduction cases. She has written several books on the UFO information volunteers are revealed while under hypnosis. She has written over 15 books, including the latest, The Convoluted Universe, books 1, 2, and 3. The trilogy goes further into complex metaphysical theories and covers mind-bending concepts. And directly from Arkansas, I would like to introduce for the first time on Veritas, Dolores Cannon. Hello, Dolores, and welcome to Veritas. Thanks for being with us. How are you? Okay, thanks for inviting me today. It's my pleasure. Dolores, you and I met at the most recent UFO Congress. You may not remember because there were so many people interacting with you, but you were so busy that I was only able to capture a greeting on video. But that's okay. We're here today, and I'd like to give those around the world, in case they're not familiar with you and your work, a better perspective. Please give us some background of how you started doing what you do and what was exactly the defining moment for you to enter into this field, and you're truly one of the best and most informed people out there, so I presume there had to have been a defining moment for you. Okay, but I was thinking a lot of this stuff, you can't, very hard to condense it down in just a few sentences, but I travel yeah. all over the world now constantly to many, many countries. You know, my books are now in 20 different languages, so I'm, I'm not slowing down by a long shot. There's a lot going on. But if you want to go back to the beginning, I can tell you how I started. And the story is in my book that I wrote called Five Lies Remembered. That tells the story of my beginning. But I started in all of this in, in 1960s. It was 1968. And at that time, it was a hypnotist, but the only thing you used hypnosis for was just habits. Stop smoking, lose weight. They were the long, drawn-out inductions and would you know watch the shiny object and the long all the tests that you had to perform it was all very uh time consuming but that was all hypnosis was used for in those days but my husband and I he was career navy and we were stationed on a navy base down in Texas and he just returned from Vietnam 
And he was, was practicing hypnosis, too, and we were both doing it for habits. And I guess you would say the defining moment came when a doctor on the base, he had a patient that he was having problems with. She was very overweight, and uh, she had what he called nervous eating to where she was, it was bothering her kidneys, and she was having kidney problems. So he wanted to know if my husband and I could work with her just to get her to relax, if nothing else, that would help. So we went into it just like a normal case. But as we were working with her, that's where everything began to get very strange because um, after while we were doing it, she jumped into a past life at the Roaring Twenties in Chicago where she was with the gangs and everything. Well, you got to remember, in the 1968, we, this was way, way ahead of its time. None of this was known. Uh, they didn't have past life regressions. Nobody would have even known what you're talking about. No hypnotist was doing it. They didn't have anything about New Age. There was no New Age stores. There was nothing. Very few people even knew what reincarnation was. So, I mean, that's back there. We were there in the very beginning days of all of this. The only book that was out at that time was The Search for Bridey Murphy. And, you know, nowadays that book wouldn't even be published because it's too simple. It's too simple and ordinary. But in those days, it was a groundbreaker because it put out there for the first time the possibility of reincarnation. But there were no books out to tell a hypnotist what to do if a situation like this came up. And this is important because in all the 40 years I've been doing my work, I've never had anyone tell me, this is the way you have to do it. I never had any instructions. I had to invent my own technique and my own way of doing it all the way through. So I think that has been a, to my benefit, though, that I've been able to, to do it my own way. But anyway, we took the woman back through five lives. It just became interesting. You know, she was being helped by it, but we just thought it was fascinating because we never didn't know what was going on. And she went back to these time periods and became these other personalities. And if you can imagine with no one it never happening before, how blown away you would be. But I was so curious, we just wanted to keep up with it. And in those days, we were using what was called a portable tape recorder of right. the time. And one of those big, humongous things with the big reel-to-reel. Yep. If you yep. remember those. Sure. It was not very portable. You could hardly lift the thing. So she would come to our house, and we were just having these sessions just to see what was going on. And the people on the base got word of what was happening, and we were keeping her anonymous. But they would come to our house, and they'd want to hear the latest chapter, the latest uh, tape, because none of, nobody had ever heard of anything like this before. So it was really quite something in those days. But then it kept on until we did it about, oh, I think maybe five or six months we were involved in this, when all of a sudden our world just came to a crashing end, really, because my husband was on his way to the base one night when he was almost killed in a head-on collision by a drunk driver. Uh. And he'd made it back from Vietnam safely, but this was what happened on the way to work one night. And it was so bad, they said there was no way he should have even lived through it because we had a Volkswagen bus, and he was ground into the to the wreckage. 
His entire body was crushed. His face was torn apart. He had several brain concussions and lost all the blood in his body. The only thing that saved him was in the car behind him was a corpsman who had just returned from Vietnam. He knew how to handle trauma. Otherwise, he would have died right there. But they got a helicopter, and they flew him to the Navy hospital. And then they came to get me and took me to the hospital. Now, I want to interject here. There was something that was happening. When we were working with this woman, not knowing what you could do or couldn't do, we were open to experimentation. So toward the last, we were just trying to just see what would have happened if we do this, what would happen if we would do that. So at the, I, we decided to have her go into the future and see if she could see what we were going to be doing in the future and what she was going to be doing in the future. Well, when she did that, she saw me and my husband living up here in the mountains of Arkansas, where we are now, and she saw us with grandchildren. So anyway, that night when he was taken to the hospital and they took me there, he was in intensive care, and they, the five doctors came out talking to me, and every one of them were telling me something different that was going to kill him during the night. They said, it's absolutely impossible. He can't live. There's just too much damage to the body. Well, I kept remembering what she had said, and I, I believed everything that happened because it was so dramatic, because she even went back to where she was created by God, and I kept thinking, if you're going to believe it, you're going to believe it all. And so I knew if she saw us in the future, that he couldn't die that night. But of course, I couldn't tell the doctors that. They would sure. have thought I was crazy. So I just said, uh, no, you're wrong. He's going to come out of it. And they argued with me for quite a while. But then they finally said, well, if you believe in it that much, maybe it will happen. So over the next few days, they began to call him the Miracle Man because his face went back together with no surgery. He was in a coma for a while, because, but everything went back the way, by miracle. Uh, his body was crushed. They had him in a body cast. He was in the hospital for a year in a body oh. cast, and he had some amputations. But uh, he did live through it anyway. But the thing that was amazing was because the base knew what we were doing, the other men on the base, it began to get around, and they were all saying, this is your punishment, playing around with something you're not supposed to be, reincarnation, for goodness sakes, peeking around hidden corners, this is God punishing you. And that's the mentality, and it's still the mentality today in many cases. But I couldn't believe that because the God we had discovered in our experimentation with that was a God that I didn't, was so full of love, I didn't think that he could possibly punish somebody for asking questions and wanting to know more. So I couldn't believe that. So anyway, my husband was in the hospital for a year. Then they put him out of the hospital as a disabled veteran, and we, had, we moved to the hills of Arkansas because we had to go somewhere we could live on no money and a big family. So that's where we ended up up here. And because of everything that happened, he wasn't interested in the hypnosis anymore. And I was busy taking care of him. He ended up being in a wheelchair for 25 years 
I was taking care of him, and I was taking care of the kids. So I put my interest in hypnosis on the back burner. I never forgot it because I kept saying, this is what I want to do. This was so fascinating. It was time travel to be able to go back in time and actually relive what was happening at those times. So that's what I want to do. But I had to wait until the kids were grown and they were getting married or off going to college. Then it's, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? So what I decided to do with my rest of my life is not what the average mother decides to do. I wanted to get back into this. So I began studying some of the newer methods because the other methods were too old and long, drawn out, and tedious. Then I found out it was now done with imagery and visualization. So here again, I invented my own technique, and it was 1979 I began doing past life regression, past life therapy exclusively. But then after that, everything began to happen, and, you know, my books began to come out. It's amazing. I was here in the hills of Arkansas. People said, where did you find your subjects? I never did. They came to me. And the ones that came are the ones I wrote my first books about. It was really time travel. It's going back into time and being there. So the first books I wrote dealt with that. But the more I did this over those 30 years, it's over 30 years now, I began to discover something else. And this is what I teach now in my technique all over the world. I began to find out I could have contact with what I call it's a great power that has the answers to everything. It has all knowledge. And over the 30 years of doing it, it kept coming in, but I didn't know what it was. But then I found out I could call on it and bring it in through anybody I worked with. And it has, it's so powerful, it has the answers to anybody, any questions. The person, I, I work as a therapist and a counselor, has all their questions. And also I found out we could have instantaneous healing of anything in just one session by working through this with this power. Now, I just want to tell you what this is. Uh, see, the other hypnotists, they do past life regressions, but that's the tip of the iceberg. They stop there. They don't realize what a valuable service you can do by taking it further. And so that's why I developed my own technique. But the part I work with, I call it the subconscious because I didn't know what else to call it. But it's not the subconscious the way it's defined by the psychiatrist. That's a childish okay. part of your mind. That's the part of your mind you use with the habits. But this is much, much bigger. If you want to define it, you can say it's the higher self, the oversoul, the higher consciousness. It's so big and so huge, it knows everything. And it is so full of love that it cares about every single person. So I found a way to contact that and have it come through everybody I work with. Now, I work in the deepest possible level of trance. The other hypnosis methods teach them don't go there. They say keep the client in the light level of trance. They said you don't want to go to the deep level because strange things happen in the deep level. <laughs> if you read my books, you know strange things happen there. Right. But I work in the deepest possible level, and I found out a way to take the person. 
Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.